0: Monday night. It is six o'clock and uh, we are going to start our Bible study. A couple of weeks ago, had a uh, uh, lady in our church ask me a question about the Bible and uh, because of her schedule, she cannot come to church on our midweek service, which is on Wednesday nights. So I offered to start doing a special Bible study for her and I am doing it live tonight with her in mind. In fact, I'm going to text her and let her know it's on now. There we go. So, um, uh, last week we talked about, uh, why some prayers are not answered. And so tonight, um, uh, Something she had interest about was to understand how to grow in your faith. You know, faith is a dynamic thing. It is, the Bible tells us that God has given to every man the measure of faith. And so every one of us start with the same virtue, Given to us by God, we are given what the scripture says the measure of faith. All of us, every living man and woman, have been given the measure of faith. And so, when God gives you the measure of faith, it's a common request. The disciples of Jesus said, Lord, increase our faith. Uh, We all, as we live for God, we want to be more effective, we want to pray better. We want to see the Lord work in our life. And so it's very common for us to want to be, for our faith to grow. And so uh, I want to start out by saying that what we have to learn how to do is use our faith. Because uh, in, the, in the use of our faith, the effectiveness, the, 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 the working, the way God works through our faith, we learn how to operate in a dimension of faith. And so uh, I'm going to use this premise, how to grow in your faith tonight. And uh, I'm going to start out uh, that the beginning, all of us, God gives us the the beginning of our faith. He's the author of our faith. He's the source of our faith. And one of the greatest gifts God has given us, the Bible says every good and every perfect gift comes down from the father of lights. And one of the great gifts that God has given us is the gift of faith, the ability to believe. And uh, that that's, that's just inside of us. And so as we uh, grow, you know, the, Jesus said uh, uh, that our faith, he, he, he prays the faith of a child because a, a child has simple faith. In this season, uh, children believe in Santa Claus, and they believe what they're told. It is a a beautiful thing, though many times uh, as we grow, uh, we are told things that we find out later are not true. Yes, that's right. It happened to you, it happened to me, and it's happening to almost everyone's children. But it is the ability to believe what you're told. Faith is the ability to believe what you're told. And as we grow our, our, our uh, knowledge, our exposure, uh, we, we are told all kinds of things. We recently come through a season in the world where uh, we heard so many things. It's hard to know what to believe. But tonight we're not going to just talk about information. We're talking about in the realm of the kingdom. As a believer in Jesus Christ, how do we grow our faith and operate in the kingdom to see the Lord's will done, to see his kingdom come, to partake in the daily bread that God has available for us? And so how do we grow in our faith? And so uh, the, the, the first thing is God gives us the faith. And the scripture tells us in Romans, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so in the dimension of Christian faith, our faith is sparked, it is generated, it is uh, inspired, it is, uh, it is planted. The word of God is the seed that, that our faith connects to. The scripture tells us Jesus teaching a parable. There was a sower that went forth to sow. And as he sowed the seed, there were four kinds of ground. And I believe our life is uh, our response to God's word. And our soil, uh, we find those four kinds of ground is a response to the word of God in faith. So Jesus said, There's there's a sower that went forth to sow and uh, uh, some fell uh, by the wayside and some fell on stony ground and some fell on thorny ground and some fell on good ground. So four kinds of ground, stony, uh, 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 wayside ground, stony ground, thorny ground and good ground. Wayside, stony, thorny, good. And I would say to you, those are four different attitudes that our heart uh, responds to the word of God. And that response is our faith. Our faith is how we respond to the word of God. The first and Jesus' disciples came and said, Lord, teach us the meaning of the parable of the sower. And Jesus said, well, the the seed that fell by the wayside is when they heard the word and did not understand. The Bible says, Jesus said that that the enemy came in and stole the seed. And so if you do not receive the word of God in faith, you will not have any future benefit of that, that seed of the word of God because the enemy of your soul will steal that from you because you didn't receive it. Uh, You you find it in the the next three kinds of ground. It receives the seed. It receives the word. So if you don't, if you have, if you require, if you require to understand God's word before you believe God's word, you'll never reach a point where you are a believer because at the end of the day, faith Faith in its benefit begins when we believe the word of God. So so the wayside ground, the enemy stole that seed because it landed on top. It did not penetrate because there was no way for it to gain uh, uh, hold, nowhere for it to root. And so the birds flew in and stole that seed, wayside ground. When they heard the word. They didn't understand it. The birds come and stole. The second kind of ground was it fell on stony ground, and the Bible says it it came up quickly, but but in just a short period of time the sun came out, and because it had no root, it 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 it, it had it responded to the to the the elements. It, it received, the, but because it didn't have nowhere for the roots to go down, it had nowhere to draw nutrients from. Uh, uh, no, no, nowhere to draw water from. That in just a short period of time, it was offended at the word of God. First, it received the word, but because it didn't make any space for the word, it became offended at the word. Yes, so it's not enough just to receive it initially, you must res- keep receiving the word and and the word will grow. Your life makes room. If you've ever planted a seed, uh, you, you sow the seed in the ground. And as the, the ground reaches a certain temperature and you have sunshine and you got water, uh, that in the darkness of the dirt, it begins to send forth roots. And then just a little bit, a little back, this uh, this slide shows kind of what you'll see. It begins to send forth this this green leaves and, and 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 that's that's the product of the seed has become a plant, become whatever it, the seed is from. And so, uh, uh, it's important for us to recognize that when we re- when we hear the word of God, we receive the word of God, and we let it take root in our heart. We allow it to penetrate our mind. We let it to penetrate our heart, soul. We allow it to make room and change things inside of us. The Word of God will talk to us. The Word of God will convict us. The Word of God will teach us. When you allow the Word of God to do a work in you, you will begin to respond. You will begin to feel, and, and you got to be sure, don't get offended at the Word of God. The Word of God is true. You know, I know we live in a culture today People absolutely are offended at the idea of something absolutely being true. That They, they want truth to be whatever their feeling is. I, I, but I feel this way or I think this way or, you know, this is what my grandma told me. And, and when they see it in the word of God, they, they just are unwilling to allow the, the, their soul and their heart to open up and let the word of God do its work in them. And so what happens is uh, they, they, they cease to live in faith because they're offended at the word of God. That they, They're on stony ground. The heart is hard. And though there was enough purchase for the seed to, to come in, there's nowhere for the seed to move and work in their life because they're hard-hearted. And we've all been that way sometimes. I have been hard-hearted uh, uh, towards certain truths, the word of God says. But in time, the Lord has helped me, and I pray for the Lord to help me now. If he is trying to talk to me, if there's some hard areas in my life, I, I want the word to root down in my soul. And so uh, the stony ground, there's the wayside ground, because they don't understand it. They don't believe it. The second kind of ground that when they hear the word, they, spot, they respond with joy But in a short season, they are offended at the word, and then they die. Their faith, the the benefit of the word of God dies. The third kind of soil, the sower went forth to sow, and some fell among thorns. And so in this setting, it fell, let's say, ground. If you've ever had a flower bed, if you ever had a garden, uh, you know, you, you, you pull the weeds, you, you may till it up, you, you get it clear, maybe get a fresh bag of dirt and you pour it out there. It looks so pretty, you know, so, so clean, just dirt and putting down some seeds. And in a little while, when that plant begins to, to pop up, not just what you planted pops up, but then you see all this weeds and thorns and stuff, other stuff you didn't plant starts popping up. And so if you want that to prosper, you've got to pull those things up that will steal water and resources and sunshine and, and, and crowd out. You got to pull all that stuff you don't want in there so that what is planted in there that will be beautiful or tasty or purposeful uh, has the room to grow. Uh, but in the parable of the sower, it, it fell in ground where there were other things growing and those other things, the Bible says the thorns choked that seed, that this, that it didn't kill it, but it never brought forth fruit. And I believe all of us, a large part of our walk in faith consists of those seasons when we have faith, but the cares of this life, And the deceitfulness of riches are choking our faith. That's what the scripture says. Jesus says that the cares of this life and the deceitfulness of riches choke out that word that it doesn't bear fruit. So the cares of this life is worry, fear, anxiety, uh, don't know how you're going to do this, don't know how things are going to work out, worried about the past, worried about the present, worried about the future. The cares of life can choke the word of God in your life and so you have to purposely if you want your faith to grow you've got to pull back you've got to you've got to starve that out of your life and exercise professing believing praying walking in faith you got to pull out the cares of this life that would choke the word of God and then there is the deceitfulness of riches which is you're not worried, but you are so. Um, you, you're you're so. You know we live in a very materialistic age. What we have today compared to what the wealthy people had in the days of Jesus, I mean, it's astounding the way the people lived in the days of Jesus. Our poor people today uh, can They live better than the than the the rich people lived. In the days of Jesus. We have hot water. Uh, we don't have to go outside to use the bathroom. Most of us have air conditioning and heating. We got cell phones and cars, and uh, we have a lot of things that that you don't have to be rich. The deceitfulness of riches, it is the it is the idea of materialism, the idea of leisure, the ideas of, of entertainment, the ideas of hobbies and vacations. The deceitfulness of riches can can be as destroying of God's purpose of his word in your life as worry. So you have those that are, that, 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 you know, they they'll, that they they, 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 the lack in their life causes them to worry and, 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 the, and it's, it chokes the word of God. And then you have those that have so much, uh, so much of where they're distracted from what God wants for them where they're pursuing entertainment. They have all these other things they need to do. They don't have time for God. Don't have time to pray. Don't have time to read the Bible. Don't have time to go to church. They, they, got, they got games to go to. They, got, they have all kinds of things. They have all kinds of things that may be perfectly fine, isolated to themselves, but because they, they have a greater priority than the things of God, The deceitfulness of riches choke the word that it has no fruit. So if you want to grow in your faith, you've got to recognize that we deal with the fact we have to we have to try to live a life that God is first in our life. We seek first the kingdom of God because ultimately we want to be the fourth kind of ground. The fourth kind of ground is good ground. It, it receives the, the word, it receives the seed with joy. And, and that seed brings forth fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. That means if one seed comes out, I mean, if you've ever planted anything, what comes up is so much more than what you planted. Uh, uh, one kernel of corn will put forth a, 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 a full corn plant. And a corn plant will have four or five ears. And each ear will have the equivalent of about 500 kernels. So that's 2,500 seeds from one seed. And so the Lord is essentially saying that that, that when the word of God will reach that good place in our heart, and we will live in that word, we will talk in that word, we'll let the root of God's word change our inside, it will begin to bear fruit and it will manifest itself. And that's one of the ways we grow in our faith. We make room on the inside of our heart. We allow it to affect our attitudes. We allow it to govern our thoughts. We allow it to change our motivations. We allow it to change our desires. And when we make God our number one priority, (laughs) our faith is gonna grow. And so that's very important for us, that when the faith comes, that we hear the word and we receive the word. And so the third thing, how to grow in your faith, is is to learn, to study, to treasure the scripture. In 2023, uh, it is our plan to, uh, as a church family, to read specific books in the Bible Uh, Rather than trying to read the whole Bible through, we would like to kind of focus in and uh, uh, spend a little more time instead of just trying to read to get through it, spend a little more thoughtful time to meditate upon the word of God. And so every month within 12 months, we will be reading the same things. We'll be talking about it. We'll be we'll be thinking about it. We'll be praying about it. No doubt there'll be some teaching and preaching That comes out of that reading and we want to be people of the book. Uh, You know, I I had an opportunity a few years ago. I've told this story a few times, but I I think it's good to tell it now. I I, I went and took a Hebrew, uh, elementary Hebrew from uh, the local uh, synagogue here in Jackson, Mississippi, Beth Israel. And uh, so I went there, me and a friend of mine, Sullivan Jones, went and attended classes. I don't know, three, six months. I don't remember exactly how long. It was a, 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 it was an extended period of time. And they gave us a big, long, big, big workbook. And we learned how to recognize the, 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 the letters. We learned how, what they said and how you could put them together and recognize. It's a very basic, like kindergarten. <clears throat> and it was really great. Everybody there was, you know, uh, almost every one there was actually a Jewish believer, uh, Jewish, not just in uh, uh, religion, but they were they were racially Jewish people. And uh, one one uh, night, uh, the Jewish people there were talking about what the rabbi had taught on the Sabbath. And the rabbi had taught on that Sabbath about Abraham and Isaac and the, the, the worship Abraham gave to the Lord. The Lord said, I want you to take your son, your only son, Isaac, take him to this place. And I want you to offer him as a sacrifice to me. And it's, it's that story is fundamental to the the Jewish faith. And so they were telling me something that the rabbi told about that story. And I've read it in the Bible, and what they were saying the rabbi said isn't what the, what the Bible actually says. And I asked the teacher, I was, like, I was like, you know, have you ever read the story about Abraham and Isaac? Now, remember, Abraham and Isaac, that is the foundation of Judaism, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It, it's as Jewish as you get. I said, have you read the story? And, and we kind of went around the room, and, and I think there might have been one person out of, uh, I don't know, 12, 13 Jewish people that had actually read the scripture, read the Bible, the Torah, read it for themselves. And the lady said to me, she said, well, I know we call ourselves people of the book, but to be honest, few of us have ever read it. the Jews call themselves the people of the book, but most of them have not read it. And I think it's true for many Christians today. They think they say, I believe in the Bible. The Bible's true, but uh, they might not even be able to find their Bible. And if they could, it's not been read in so long. It's got an inch of dust on top of it, or it's just something they carry. Uh, as as a as an accessory to their Christianity, but they they're not they're not in the book. Now, granted, that's not everybody, but there's too many that don't know the Bible. They don't know very basic stories, and so if you want to grow in your faith, our faith is built upon the Word of God. Uh, the Scripture tells us that the church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. And so if we are going to be people of faith and we're going to grow in our faith, we must discipline ourselves to read the Word of God, to put ourselves in a place where we can be taught the Word of God. You're watching this tonight. This is how one of the ways that we grow in our faith. We hear someone teach us the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That's one of the ways our faith grows. But it's also we must not neglect our own personal uh, our responsibility to uh to to grow in our faith to 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 pursue the faith of god to 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 even even so far as to meditate on his word i think one of the greatest things that i have learned how to do in my walk with god is to memorize the scripture and in you don't have to memorize a lot. You know, if you have a favorite scripture, memorize it. And over time, I, I have memorized quite a few scriptures. I was blessed that that I grew up in church. And so I actually memorized scriptures as a child. And so i have I have scriptures in my mind that I have accumulated over 53 years. I have quite a few in there. And But you, you may be new to faith, but all of us have the capacity. If we want to discipline our mind, we can memorize scripture. And the beautiful thing about memorizing scripture is it helps us to pray. We can pray with the scripture. The scripture is alive. It's, it's, it's powerful. And, and I found that, you know, while I'll pray, I'll be praying. We're talking about how to grow your faith. And one of the ways is we bring the word of God into our prayer life. And I will pray the Shepherd psalm, Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Uh, His his rod and his staff, they comfort me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I have used Psalms 23 as a prayer guide to pray through uh, the the Shepherd psalm. And I've rejoiced in that. Or, or the Lord's prayer, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. When when you can take a scripture that's, that's precious to you and memorize it. And you maybe when you start, you have some scripture you want to memorize them, write them down and take them when you pray, pull them out. Our Father was heard in heaven, and if you do that, if you if you pray every day, because that's that that's where we're that's where we're going next uh, to grow in our faith. Uh, uh, one of the things we do is we allow the Word of God. Uh, we practice the Word of God. We try to live the Word of God. We try to act out what the Scripture teaches us, because the Word of God teaches us how to do things. The Scripture tells us, "Hey." You don't need to think about certain things. You don't need to say certain things. You don't need to go certain places. You don't need to be certain ways. You need to forgive your uh, those that do you wrong. You need to bless those that curse you. You need to pray for those that do you wrong. Uh, Forgiveness—that's something you—that's in the Word of God. And if you ever want to be a successful Christian, you're going to have to learn how to live the Word, not just to hear the Word not just to be a forgetful here, but when we hear the word, we got to live the word. And in the process of living the principles of the scripture, there is a dynamic, a supernatural dynamic that comes to us. And when we live something out, we do something, we do the right thing. We do what the Bible tells us. And we'll see the Lord bless us. Our faith just, just grows a little bit. <laughs> you can see a little flower begin to bloom you can see a little fruit begin to pop out. Whenever you begin to live the word of God, that's where your faith, whoo, hallelujah, you begin to say, hey, that Bible ain't just some words on the pages, but I believe it and I'm living it and I see the blessing of it. When that happens, oh, man, that's, uh, that's what it's all about. When you practice the word of God, you live the word of God. You act out in the word of God. You talk the word of God. You try to be, uh, the, uh, the scripture says that we are living epistles, uh, read and heard of all men. And so the, the next step if in, our, in our growing our faith is prayer. We take the word of God and we pray it. Uh, the, the scripture in Jude says, in fact, I have it here. I'm, I'm going to jump ahead here. Jude, uh, Jude chapter 20. Jude is writing to the, the Christians of that day, to the church. He says, But ye beloved, building yourself up, building up yourself on your most holy faith, building up yourself on your, building yourself up on, on your most holy faith. You can build your faith. How? Praying in the Holy Ghost. If you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, there is a dynamic that comes when you pray in the Spirit. If you haven't been baptized with the Holy Spirit and received the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues like they did in the Bible, I'm telling you, the gift of the Holy Ghost and that ability for the Spirit to pray through you. Sometimes you don't know how to pray as you ought, but the Spirit maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Uh, when you allow the Spirit of God to pray through you, and the will of God is prayed through you, and you're in that place of praying in the Spirit, the Bible says that, you're, that, you're, that, that the prayers, the words you say, you may not understand them, but they're edifying you. They're building you up. They're, they're, you're speaking mysteries. Your, your spirit is praying. That that there is something dynamic and supernatural, and when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you are building up your faith. You know, Pentecostals have a terminology called praying through. We pray through. If you're discouraged, you pray through. If you're frustrated, go pray through. If you're if you if you if you have failed God, you need to go pray through. If you're mad at somebody, you need to go pray through. Praying through, and what that means is you pray until you have a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost, where the Lord renews your heart, renews your mind. God is working through you. The Spirit of God is working and praying through you. And one of the ways we build up our faith is we pray in the Holy Ghost. And so prayer, 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 prayer is one of the ways that we build up our faith. The next one is, I think you got to, you need to protect your faith. I, I recognize that today there are so many things that are hostile to faith. Uh, I, I, as a father um, in this generation, uh, I, I, there's a lot of things I would do different if I had children today. Today, um, I, I've heard my generation; we were technology. Uh, uh, immigrants. Uh, technology showed up. I remember when I got my first computer, uh, and you couldn't get it on the internet. And then I remember uh, I was able to get on Prodigy, and then America Online. You dial up, and you hear the that 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 noise, and it, you'd load up, and you got mail. And uh, then there was uh, chat rooms, and, and and then there was news and email. It was all so new, and so we didn't really know what we were getting into. And so my children had unfettered access to technology. Of course, technology wasn't anything like it is today. But today, there's so many voices. There's so many voices. And I, I think how challenging it must be for young, young people and adults to hear all the voices that are out there. You know, I have a life experience. I've been living for God for decades. I've been a pastor for 25 years. Uh, You know, I've memorized scripture. I have a strong foundation, but I think about some of the things I hear. And if I heard that and didn't have that foundation, how challenging that would be. Uh, and, And possibly how those things could harm a person's faith. And I think that you need to recognize there are some things that affect your faith. Uh, They affect your ability to believe. Uh, Some of that may be, uh, you know, I think a lot of young people go to college and everyone that is the authorities on campus are atheists. Uh, they, They are avowed and violently opposed to everything the Bible says. And so many people have sent their children to get an education in engineering and they come out um, hating God and hating, you know, today they're coming out saying, you know, uh, I, I don't, I'm, I was born a boy, but, but I was, I'm really a girl. Uh, and that's not even funny. I mean, that's, I mean, that they are being brainwashed with things that are insane. And so we must recognize there's all kinds of things that are, can be dangerous to our faith. I, I think I, we need to protect our children. We need to be sure that we can do all that we can to kind of protect them. There's nothing wrong with protecting your children. They don't need to hear everything that's out. there. They don't need to see everything. I remember one time I was with some children and they were telling me that they had watched these really horrifying movies. And I was just so, I was so, I just was, I felt so sorry for those kids and I thought, how, how dumb do, do their parents have to be that they would allow them to watch something that would be opening up their souls to the demonic realm? You got to protect your faith. And by God, protect children, protect your children from being influenced by evil things, things that would hurt their ability to believe in God. And so I encourage you, protect your faith the music you listen to, the things you watch, the things you think about, the conversations you listen to. If you really want to grow in your faith, you're going to have to constantly be sure to keep your heart pure, your mind pure because the the kingdom of God is a is a place of holiness, internal uh holiness. I I got to have a I, got, I want righteousness in my heart. I want righteousness in my soul. You know, holiness is, you know, a lot of people don't even know how to spell it, surely don't know how to live it, don't know what it looks like. And, and they view holiness as something they can see if they even know that. But holiness starts on the inside. You got to have a, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And if you want to see God, God is holy. One time the Bible says God is love. Do you know how many times the Bible says God is holy? (laughs) Let's just put it this way. The Lord says it so many times. He wants you to know. I am a God of love. But hey, be aware of the fact I am a holy God. And as Jesus says, God is holy. We also should be holy. In our conversation, in our activity, where we go, what we say, what we wear, everything. We are called to be holy people, but it starts on the inside. Because if you're not holy on the inside, it doesn't matter. It, it's not going to benefit you what you may appear to look like on the outside. And so my, my next point, I'm almost through is uh, how to grow your faith, to stretch and exercise your faith. You've got to act upon what you believe. If you believe the Lord is a healer, I encourage you when you're not feeling well, pray, Lord God, I ask you to touch my body. Pray for your children. Pray. pray. Ask the Lord. If you've got financial issues, stretch yourself. Practice your faith. If the word of God teaches you to go to church, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. You need to go to church. The Bible teaches us that we should gather together and pray together as an assembly of faith. You should should not just go to church. You should try to go there with a spirit. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to stretch myself. The Lord touches your heart to help somebody, bless someone, pray for somebody, witness to someone, uh, step outside your comfort zone and do some outreach and evangelism, uh, try to teach somebody a Bible study. When you begin to engage your faith in the realm of encouraging others and helping others and blessing others in the church, of course, but outside of the church, someone that may not be a believer maybe even showing kindness to someone that is a hostile to faith. When you begin to operate in a, in a dimension of trying to uh, reach out and pray for and bless other people, your faith will grow because God is going to confirm his word. When you step outside of yourself and desire to do that, you know, speaking of building up your most holy faith, uh, um, Jesus said, the apostle said to the Lord, Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, uh, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Jesus. Now notice what he said. They asked Jesus to uh, increase their faith. Lord, I want my faith to grow. And what did he say? He said, if you had faith of the small, one of the smallest seeds, your faith that small can literally do the miraculous. The problem isn't the size of our faith, it is our activating our faith, speaking in faith, praying about things, uh, interceding for others operate in a dimension of the spirit. It's not the size of our faith. It is our life, our mouth, our thoughts that we use the faith God has. And when we do that and God does something, you know what happens? That seed is planted (laughs) and it begins to grow. And what starts out as small faith when you begin to live in faith and you pray in faith and you open up your Bible in faith, you go to church in faith, you give in faith, and you 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 purposely, intently don't do things because it's a habit or an obligation, but you do it because, hey, I love Jesus. God's been so good to me. When you begin to operate in that spirit and you use the little faith, I think sometimes it's important for us, to recognize that it's not its not my faith that's doing it. It's my faith in God. God does these things. The scripture says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. There's nothing in me that's great and good, but everything about God is good and great. And so uh, I, God works through our faith. And so our challenge, my challenge, is to deal with the sources of my unbelief, the voices I hear, uh, the people I hang out with, the things I think about, the entertainment I consume, uh, the, the podcast I listen to, uh, uh, the, 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 the things that I allow in my life that cause me to doubt God's ability to use me, bless me, help me help others. Uh, a simple faith. Faith's not hard. It's not complicated. And so, uh, yes, yes. Faith. Faith is, a, is one of the most elemental, um, elemental properties that we have access to. I, I have seen, I, I love, I rejoice to see the operation of the Spirit of God move upon his people to move through his people. Uh, I've been in services. I remember one time uh, my dad had been in a wreck and uh, he he was really in a lot of pain and we were having a very powerful spirit filled service. The people of God were worshiping and there was a man in the church and I, I told the man, I felt that he should pray for my dad. He was in town visiting from out of town and his name was Brother Smith. Brother Smith came up and he just prayed for him. He was a really quiet man. He prayed for my dad and you could talk to my dad. My dad says that the Lord miraculously healed his back because in, a, in an atmosphere of faith, the prayer of faith was made. And God did a miracle in, 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 in his body. And I have seen, I could testify of so many things I've seen God do when believers will exercise their faith. Mm-hmm. I believe that that a lot of the things that we think about, it happens in the church. The pastor prays, the uh, uh, somebody testifies, a song is sang, and we see that as a this atmosphere of faith. It's the house of God. We're with the people of God. And we're talking about the word of God. And we worship the Lord and songs about God. And it's a holy place. And it is. But I truly believe the greatest way you can see your faith grow is when you step into your job, you step into Walmart, you step into your family's house, and you step in there with this idea. Your radar is on and says, God, I want to be a voice for you. And, and, and just in the effort to try to exercise your faith, look at somebody say, hey, how are you doing? Be kind. Be nice. <laughs> Smile at somebody. How are you doing? Get your head out of your phone and look around. Find somebody. Encourage them. Talk to them about the Lord. Talk to them about what you heard at church. Talk to them about what you've been reading in the word. I'm telling you, I can speak from personal experience when you will step outside of your little, uh, your world, your little thoughts and open your eyes, look around you and wonder, Lord, how can, can the spirit of God move through me? When you open your eyes, And you say, Lord, lead me. And maybe you just in the effort to be used of God, you just make some steps, a purposeful steps. God will use you. (laughs) And that's one of the most dynamic, awesome experiences that you will ever have. And when you do that, your faith is going to (laughs) grow. And uh, when your faith is growing and you see God answering your prayers. You know, Jesus said, you have not because you ask not. The reason why many people struggle in their faith is they are not praying. When you're not praying, God can't answer your prayers because you're not praying any prayers. And so if you will begin to discipline your life, start out with three minutes. You say, well, three minutes isn't very long, but if you're not praying at all, three minutes is a long time. And if you will pray every day for three minutes, close your eyes, stop movement. Don't look at your phone, sit down, close your eyes, go in a room where you don't hear anything and just stop and still yourself and engage your mouth and your mind and just start praying out loud. Lord, I love you today. I thank you for your blessings in my life. Forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for my attitude. Forgive me for not praying. Forgive me today. Lord, I haven't given you more time. Help me today to be a better example. Help me today to be a witness. Lord, bless my my spouse. Bless my children. Bless my parents. Help me on my job. Help me, Lord Jesus, to find a job. Help me, Lord God, to be a blessing to those that I come in contact today. Lead me and guide me. Speak to me today. In Jesus name what was that two minutes not very long but if you purpose in your life to pray two minutes every day and you do that every day you're gonna look up in a month and you will pray 20 minutes and you keep doing that and you give some time and space to be quiet in the presence of the Lord and engage your mind in your mouth and pray out loud. Uh, you could become a mighty prayer warrior, but you got to turn stuff off. You got to remove yourself from all the noise. And if you'll do that, <laughs> the seed of the word of God from the teaching you hear, the preaching you hear, the Bible the reading you do, I highly recommend those of you that travel on the road a lot, back and forth to work, download a Bible app and listen to the Bible. Listen to the Bible. You say, well, I have a hard time listening. Well, discipline your mind to listen. And if you absolutely can't do that, discipline your time to read, open up the book and turn the pages and read. I think that's, everybody needs to do that even if you're listening. But if you want to grow in your faith, the word of God is the foundation is the seed. It is the, it's, it's a dynamic spiritual, uh, catalyst that your faith will grow. So those of you that have watched to this point, uh, I encourage you to share this, send it to a friend, send it to somebody that's struggling, send it, uh, share it on your Facebook, share it on your Twitter, share it in your email, uh, share it with your friends, your family, your coworkers, who knows, who knows This act of sharing this could be, God could use that as you sowing God's word and it could have miraculous results. Amen. If you live in the Jackson, Mississippi area, I I pastor a wonderful group of people that we gather at Spring Ridge Pentecostal Church on the corner of Highway 18 Spring Ridge Road, 3453 Spring Ridge Road. Uh, We have a Raymond address. We're just a couple of miles outside of Clinton on Spring Ridge. We're a couple of miles outside of Jackson on Highway 18. Uh, We're a couple of miles from Raymond to go in the other direction. We're two or three miles from Byron. I encourage you, you, if you are looking to grow in your faith, you're looking for a pastor, you need a church family, you're struggling, you're hungry, you're searching God's will, I invite you to come visit us. And if you need a church family, I don't think you could find a better church family than the wonderful people that I pastor at Spring Ridge Pentecostal Church. Our website is springridgechurch.com. I encourage you to like our Facebook page by the Spring Ridge Pentecostal Church. Our YouTube channel is New Birth Answers at on YouTube. There's a link below and I encourage you to like our YouTube and I think it does a better job of making people aware when we have content. So God bless you. Have a great night. I hope this was a blessing to you. Uh, and I hope you have a a great, great week that your faith would grow in Jesus name.